Manimal here. It's Friday, September 8th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about the Adalis Garcia injury. We're going to talk about what that means for Evan Carter, and then we're going to preview the Oakland A's series this weekend. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And you can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, TX Rangers WTB. And you can check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. One word. And joining me, my co-host with the most, the man with the beard that has its own area code, the world traveler, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull, adding people daily to the splash pile. How you doing, buddy, and where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm, uh, I'm doing good. First of all, that area code is 319 for the beard, if mm, anyone okay. was wondering. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, uh the Rangers didn't lose yesterday, Woo! so we got that going for us, right? Yep, uh, yep. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's Friday. I ain't got nothing to do, so hopefully, I can I can avoid being fired from a job. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably do that other thing though. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Happen. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we're doing good. We're uh, we're just getting ready for. Oakland and Texas tonight, and uh, uh, I guess before we do that, I'll tell everybody they can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred, and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So, um, whatever your favorite line of uh, the old social medias are, you find me out there, and we'll start talking about these Rangers. Absolutely. Baseball is a form of therapy around here, and if it's your therapy, then again, reach out to us uh, either uh, via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, but we all know where you mostly reach out to us from. Um, So before we hop into Rangers news, uh, we just want to go ahead and extend like a – oh, what was I going to say? Yes, Facebook. I said the answer is Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, it's – it's Facebook. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's Facebook. Oh, yeah. um, but, We're in our 40s, bro. It's Facebook. It's Facebook, yeah. So, <laughs> so before we jump into um, Rangers news, we both, the sh- uh, from both of us, want to wish a uh, quick recovery to Mookie Betts. Hopefully everything's okay with him. He got carted off the field, or not carted, but went off the field in the stretcher. And, you know, God almighty, if that happened to Corey Seager or – uh, Marcus Simeon, I think we would we'd both have to we'd both be kind of like having like a day of mourning or something. So well, you never want to see that happen. Having, we're going to kind of be having that for Dallas Garcia today mm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like uh, uh, all the X-rays were negative on Mookie Betts. So good. Um, you know, hopefully it's just a, a little. You know, a little something, not too much. You know, hopefully he'll be right back in the lineup and then maybe he'll only miss a couple of days. But you never know. It's always scary when uh, when not just a big star on your team, but a, a guy that represents Major League Baseball so well, like, mm-hmm. like 
Betts does. You don't want to see him go down. It's like, you know, having to watch a whole season this year with Mike Trout on the DL most of it. Mm. You know, it's not what you want as a baseball season because, you know, those guys mean so much to the game. And, and you know, Shohei blowing out his UCL. Like, those those guys mean so much to this game. So, you know. Right. And, and we're baseball uh, fans. You, you number off there. And you were talking off air about how great Mookie Betts is. I mean, when I watched him play Sunday, he was uh, playing uh, second base. So, you know, he's very valuable to that team. And, 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 you know, he doesn't play, he doesn't just play right field. He could, he could play uh, basically those middle spots, any of them. And, and, you know, I mean, he's just such a talented athlete and such a talented baseball player that, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you, you want to see him as healthy as possible and you don't want to ever see him, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, unless you're, you know, one of those people that like to see the game, the game yeah. not be as, as good as it could possibly be because he's not there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, yeah. A lot of talk about Shohei Otani and his versatility, but man, I think when you bring the, something up very important about Mookie Betts that he doesn't get enough credit, for the fact that when the shortstop went down, Mookie was like, all right, I play shortstop. Like, yeah, like, I yeah, mean, and he can. It's not like he's just saying it. Like, he can. He, he can play shortstop. And like you said, playing second base. I mean, uh, we were talking off air about just like the uh, when, when they played the Rangers and how he, you know, cut off that double on, I believe it was Corey Seager. And it's just like stuff like that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know, they don't, yeah, you don't even been a play at second base, but it's no. we lost Seager for two weeks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but uh, anyway, so uh, hopefully a quick recovery for him. Hey, real quick while we're talking yeah, yeah. about that AL or that NL West, uh, did you get a chance to see uh, Jordan Lawler last night? I read uh, about it. I didn't he, see it, but I read that he yeah. broke out. He he might have made one of the finest plays I've seen at shortstop this year uh, on, a, on a hard hit ball that he, I mean, not only corralled, but then got up and made a strong throw across the diamond and and uh, made a really tough play, had some hits. I mean, it's good to see a young guy like that come up because we're going to be talking here in a minute about our own young guy. Mm. Right, right. A couple of, couple of nice little segues that we could use off of this opening segment here, but because uh, we got to see Lawler live at Round Rock, and he is a specimen. Um, well, Frisco, yeah. We, he Frisco, was up there. I'm sorry. Yeah, Frisco. no, he, that's how fast he's moved this year is that, you know, I mean, I, I saw him a couple of times for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and uh looks like he went up to Reno and uh, just destroyed up there for the Aces and for the Diamondbacks. And, you know, I mean, it's a tough break for Ahmed Rosario, who's been a pretty good player for Di- the Diamondbacks for some years, but... Man, when you got Jordan Lawler and that, yeah, Jordan, you, you got to go Jordan for the it. King, Jordan the King Lawler, Jordan, Jordan the King Lawler, like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, he's from Dallas, not Memphis, so he's already <laughs> one up on, uh, on old, uh, old on the uh, on the old King to me. So um, <laughs> he'll be Jordan the King Lawler on this show. Um, There's well, a lot of talent there in, in Arizona in those mm. middle infield positions between Perdoma and and Jordan Lawler. They're, they're in a pretty good way now out there in Arizona. Yeah, and they definitely have talent like just coming out coming out of their ears with I think they're gonna have the rookie of the year in the national league this year as well. So um 
so let's talk about the AL West real quick before we segue some of these, the injury talk and some of the minor league stuff that's going on with the team. So the Rangers right now are still sitting three games back in the division. Uh, right now you're looking at a half game lead for, I believe for Seattle right now. Houston and, has a half game lead on. Seattle. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. So Houston with that. Yeah. Cause they, cause of the Rangers series, they, they jumped up to the, they yeah. got their division lead back. So Houston has the half game lead right now. Rangers three games back. Again, Rangers just have to do what they need to do. I mean, that's that's really all it boils down to with Texas. And uh, you know, we gotta hope for the best. We're gonna get Seattle head to head for two series, and I think that's gonna be huge as far as whether it's division or wild card implications. The Rangers and they also get the Blue Jays. So the Rangers still fully have their own playoff destinies in their hands. And if they win games, they'll be in the playoffs and then they have a chance to, I think they do have a chance in the playoffs because I think they're a very playoff built team in terms of starting pitching bullpen wise. We'll, 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 we've, we beat that thing to the, to the ground. So first things first, Adolis Garcia, we did get news on what happened with him. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to be a strained patellar tendon. Um, and that right knee for uh, Adolis Garcia. So um, not as bad as it could have been, but uh, not exactly for whatever you're, uh, when you're, when you've got 20 games left in the season. Uh, you're, you're not looking for tendon injuries, but, uh, you know, so they're optimistic that he'll play in this season. But uh, you know, no guarantees on it. It's uh, it's going to be one of those you know hit and miss down the stretch. And when he's when he's available, he'll probably be there to play. But we'll just get to see how much he's available down the stretch here. And uh, you know, it, it gets exciting though once you once you do have a guy like Garcia go down because that move that they made yesterday to or. They haven't made the move just yet, but the the uh, announcement of the move that they're going to make uh, for Adolis Garcia is pretty exciting. I mean, he was one of the guys that we talked about yesterday that we thought would probably get the call, but you know, Major League Baseball standards sometimes don't always do what you want, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, so for the Rangers to call up Evan Carter. It kind of shows that right now they're, they're they believe in what they've got down there with him, and they want to kind of find out if it's going to translate to the big league level because it translated just fine to the AAA level. Um, uh, the one thing with him though is is he doesn't play a lot of right field, and uh, it sounds like they're going to use him mostly in center and left. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that opens up an, a, a spot for Tavares to play right field because of the big arm. Yep. Um, or if they're going to go to like Grossman in right field and let Carter and Tavares play left and center. Mm, I hope not. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're really stout and left and center and hopefully that, you know, makes up for what you're, you're getting in right field from Grossman. Um, or, or, or maybe they'll give JPM a chance to play a little bit in right field and they'll go real young in the outfield, but real athletic and real talented mm-hmm. with Martinez, Tavares, and Carter. Um, we'll just have to kind of wait and see what Bochi does there. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about the uh, prospects of of Evan Carter playing every day for the rest of the season here and uh, getting a chance to see what he brings to the table on a day in day out basis. And um, you know, I, I doubt that he sees a ton of left handed pitching um, right here off the bat because that's I mean, if there's one thing that he's gradually getting better at instead of already excelling. I would say it's left-handed pitching and hitting left-handed pitching. But, uh, you know, it's still exciting. You're ready to see this guy. You've been ready to see him. I mean, what, like most people have been ready to see him since April, whenever whenever they decided that Josh Smith probably wasn't going to be their left fielder and, and you know, defense wasn't exactly Robbie Grossman's strong point. So No, no, yeah, no. So That's, that's yeah. kind of where, where it is. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Tavares and Wright because of the arm. And I do think that if there is anything that Tavares has struggled with this year, uh, I have seen him struggle getting reads on stuff on certain on certain balls in the outfield. Not saying it's a, a, a chronic thing, but I just think maybe it might be a good like it might be a helpful uh, to get a different a different set of eyes out there in center field. And I like the uh, prospect of those three guys playing the outfield. I, I, I think it really is going to depend on whether they can hit. And, and I think that's what it's going to really boil down to because Grossman in, in left field, he's, he's decent. In right field, I, I'd, rather anybody, I'd rather have him hit DH than right field just because he has struggled. I feel like if I, I've got too many, too many scars <laughs> in my brain from him in right field, so I would like to see that outfit. You know, like I said, I like the idea of Tavares in right field. Um, and again, if they're going to go with Evan Carter in center field, they might. They probably have a good reason for that. And we know that JP Martinez can play all three outfield positions as well. So yeah, going to be an interesting thing to see what happens with these young guys. Yeah, and I wouldn't have any problem with Tavares playing right field at all. Uh, he's got the arm to do it, and um, you know, uh, I think. I think of Evan Carter, probably left field, though, for the most part. But we'll just kind of see. I don't know. I don't know exactly how much they're going to want to play him in center, how much they're going to want to play him in left. Um, you know, but he's he's got he's got it in him. So if he comes up here, he's successful. I wouldn't be shocked at all either. So, um, so let's let's segue here. So we're talking about Evan Carter getting called up. So right. what that means is, is they're going to have to make room for the rain, room for somebody on that forty-man roster, and let's kind of kick around a few ideas about what that might be. I, I think one thing, one the one that you, I think I'll, 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 I agree with one of them as a front-running idea, but uh, I'll let you kick around a few ideas and tell you where I, where I think it lands. Well, the first move would be, or the first possibility would be moving one of the guys that's on the 15-day disabled list to the 60-day to open up a roster spot. Which that's I what I think. See, I can see that being the case with with maybe Brad Miller right now. I'm in because it doesn't look like they have any prospects of playing him again this season. So I could see Brad Miller being the guy that gets uh, – uh, sent from the 15 day to the the 60 day, and then that opened up a roster spot for um, Carter. Uh, this guy, you know, I mean, 
There's guys on the DL. There's guys that, I mean, uh, do they need to carry four catchers with Austin Hedges right now? Uh, mm-hmm. Are they are they counting Austin Hedges towards the bullpen right now instead of the <laughs> catcher position? I have no idea. You know, like I don't know what, it, but you know that's another possibility. They're carrying four catchers right now, which um, you know uh, we we saw Wednesday or Thursday whenever he was put on the DL instead of or the IL instead of. Uh, designated that spores probably isn't going anywhere. Uh, Look at it otherwise. I mean, they might make a coinciding move, but I would, I, I would almost be shocked that if it wasn't like a like Brad Miller to the sixty day. Let, let me butt in here. Let me ask you a question that I that just kind of kind of hit me a little bit. And again, the Rangers are have have probably a little time to kick this thing around before a move is actually going to get made. But it is it. I mean, they have a lot of options right now to move some guys around. Um, because like you were talking about with the DL or the disabled, you know, like in with hedges, like they could, they could do a pretty intense roster shakeup if they wanted to right now. Um, I mean, what do you think the chances, what are the chances of that? Like, what are the chances of maybe moving, you know, moving on from Austin Hedges, 60-day DL, Brad Miller, and maybe one other guy that, you know, either gets DFA'd or gets put on that 60-day, and you might, you possibly see one to two other players, not just Boy. Evan Carter, uh, get recalled from AAA or, or a move like that. I mean, is there, what do you think the chances of that? Well, with with the idea that the Rangers have already lost control on one guy this week, mm-hmm. it's hard to want to, uh, you know, put another guy out there and, and watch him get claimed somewhere else. You know, like, I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess what Glenn Otto was, uh, right. was claimed by the Padres yesterday. And honestly, I'm a little shocked that he made it that far. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I'm in, like, yeah, like I could have seen him, you know, the Royals or, or the Nationals or one of those teams, you know, get, taking a flyer on him because. <laughs> the Kansas City Rangers. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's working out for him a little bit. Well, I don't know about that. They're the worst yeah. team in baseball, but uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think even the A's caught him. Like, that's how how rough it's been for the Royals lately, uh, unless Cole Raggins is pitching and then things seem to be going. <laughs> okay. uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think that probably the most ideal move for this whole thing would probably be either Brad Miller to the 60 day or Austin Hedges just not needing to carry a fourth catcher. Um, but, you know, I think they like what Austin Hedges brings to the pitching staff, not just in the bullpen. I mean that in, like, behind the plate. <laughs> um, right. But, but, yeah, no, I, I – I, it's kind of up in the air. I don't think anybody – but like I said, I don't think they're, uh, they're that interested in losing any more talent. Mm-hmm. So um, I could be – I could be wrong on that. Um, you never know. They may they – 
minor leagues that they think they can pass through waivers. And maybe a guy like Cole Wynn is a type of guy that you could pass through waivers right now, um, just based on his little bit of, or his lack of success at the AAA level. Um, but I doubt that's going to be the case. You don't want to get rid of a guy before you even see him at, mm-hmm. the, at the big no, league level. And they've that. already they've already done that a couple of times this year with like Ricky Van. Yep. Um, so they've tried to sneak those guys through waivers, and I mean. Uh, Venasco, I, I feel like he's pitching like in Tulsa right now because uh, the Dodgers picked him up and then were able to sneak him through waivers. You know, I, I can't remember if they kept him on their 40 man or if they were able to sneak him through waivers or, or what. But, you know, I mean, like that's the that's the idea is is if, if they're going to be out there, someone's going to take a flyer on them right at this time of year because it's September. They've got a couple of extra big league roster spots and, uh, you know, lots of guys, they're, they're struggling with their 40, man, just like the Rangers are as well. Well, we're going to preview this Oakland series and give you a good idea of what the Rangers need to do uh, over the upcoming weekend. Uh, but we're going to do that next. Let's go ahead and talk about October 6th. Well, October 6th is getting close. It's uh, inside a month away now, and uh, it's going to be a big show out at the Ridgely Theater in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, we all know that the Ridgely, Cambuie Boulevard, and and Interstate Highway 30 is just a little bit off the highway right there, and it's just a little bit west there of downtown Fort Worth. We're excited to be back at the Ridgely. Like I said, it's been a long time. I mean, Kevin was a uh, was a, a top star in the industry back whenever uh, we back were able day. to. Yeah, and he's almost been um, uh, done with wrestling for 10 years now these days. So uh, it's been a long time since we were there. But it was a great uh, a great venue then. It's a great venue now, and we're excited to bring Fort Worth, the first ever Cowtown Cage match right there in the Ridgely Theater. It's going to be a big time. We're all going to have a bit, you know, we're all going to be having fun that night. Um, but the one person that probably won't be having any fun is uh, Brett McKenzie because he's the one that gets to be locked in that cage with Damo McCullough. And, uh, you know, I got to say, Big Damo, I mean, mm. surprised me a little bit through this whole thing. But won't be shocked at all when he gets his hand raised after beating after beating Brett McKenzie one more la- one more time. Uh, but the huge show, not just that, um, they're starting to announce more and more of the matches. Uh, Morgan Mercy will be there versus Brisa Clark. The end of the world party is going to face the Camacho family. So that that's going to be an interesting match there. Uh, my little buddy Corvis from San Antonio. I'm excited for him to get an opportunity uh, up here at Matt War Pro, and uh, I like the end of the world party. They're they're going to be giving up some weight to to the Camachos, but I mean, anytime Angels in a match, uh, you're going to be giving up some weight no matter what. And, yeah, uh, you've got Chris Lyons and Dante Smiley. You've got uh, Jay Alexander versus Leo Burke. You've got uh, myself versus Justin James. And uh, for the number one contendership to see who will wrestle Brent or uh, Damo at the next show, uh, Brick Savage versus Franco D'Angelo. So it's going to be a big time. There's going to be a 
a bunch of fun, bunch of good matches. There's also going to be Big Dogs Hot Dogs and Kelly's Onion Burgers out, making burgers and hot dogs. You get to make that decision on whether you like the hot dog better or the hamburger. But uh, uh, either way, don't forget to get in there, get some Starry's ice cream from the Starry Ice Cream Lady because it is delicious. And our friends over at Martin House Brewing will be out, and they're going to have all uh, – all their favorite beers on tap and uh, Ridgely will be accommodating that as well. So uh, looking forward to October 6th till the end, first ever Cowtown cage match right there at the Ridgely theater. It's going to be a big time. And I hope to see every one of you out there. And uh, if you do come out, come up to me, let me know that you came out, that you're part of the, that you love this show and that you're enjoying the podcast. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, see what I got special for you. <laughs> well, definitely, uh, we know that our people are going to be most interested in seeing the 300-pound manimal go out and add somebody to that splash pile. Um, so, all right, let's get. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump this jump it off with a quick quick stat here. Last seven games, Paul Blackburn has a 2.38 earned run average, 41 innings pitched, 41 strikeouts, a 1.32 WHIP. Rangers catching him uh, while he's in the midst of a hot streak, and he's going to be facing Jordan Montgomery. What do you think? Well, yeah, you're like you were saying, Blackburn. He's been on a he's been on a pretty good run as of late for the uh, for the A's, but the A's have been playing better as a whole in their last uh, several outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Blackburn's kind of a bend but don't break type pitcher for the A uh, the Athletics, and uh, you know he. He's, uh, I wouldn't say, um, you know, top of the line type guy, but he's definitely the type of guy that can go out and get you a quality start on, uh, on occasion. And, uh, recently he's been quite a bit better and, uh, you know, the, the Rangers, uh, they're going to have to jump on him and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to work to get to him because he's been real good. And, uh, and, you know, striking more guys out and, and his walks are way down in the last, in the last several games. So he's, he's just, you know, he's getting to that point where, uh, he's kind of in the season, I guess now it took maybe a little bit longer, but it's kind of taken a little bit longer for the, all the A's and they're starting to play a little bit better now. And, uh, you know, Jordan Montgomery outside of that last outing that he had has been really good with the Rangers, um, so I wouldn't expect anything different from him. And uh, we may end up getting us a pitcher's duel tonight. Yeah. And I guess the other kind of question really for the whole series, but even starting tonight is how much, how much will we see of Ezekiel Duran uh, in this series? I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know. I, I, I would say that you may see him, um, you, you you may see him. I don't know because I don't know what the what Oakland's going to do on Saturday. What they're going to run out there on Saturday if they're going to go bullpen type game or if they're going to go yep. with a, a you know a young guy starting and then it would kind of just depend from there on uh, uh, you know right handed left handed what uh, what Bochi does with with Ezekiel Duran because right now he's, you know, he's struggled and not only struggled, but lost his discipline as much as struggling. And Mm -hmm. uh, we'll just kind of, 
we'll kind of wait and see. Um, I don't, I don't suspect that you'll see a ton of Zeke Duran though. Uh, maybe late situations hitting, but I, I even, I don't know even then. Yeah. And I mean, just to give you guys a little context in his last 50 at bats, he's got three walks and 15 strikeouts. Now strikeouts for him aren't that big of a deal because he makes contact. It's just, he's not making good contact. Uh, he's not making like his, his, his slug is way down. He yeah. hasn't hit a, really hit a home run in his last hundred at bats. That's he's hit one home run. Yeah. One hundred at bats. That's. Whew. You can tell the season, the season's drug for Duran, you know, I mean, this was his first full season of playing big league ball. And, you know, like we talked about with Tavares yesterday, I mean, you're asking a lot from a guy that's never done anything more than play maybe, you know, a hundred games in a, in his life, you know? So he's just one of those right now he's struggling because I think of just the season has, has drugged for him that it's a long season. It's a tough season. And, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, wearing on Ezekiel Duran right now. And it definitely doesn't change how I feel about Ezekiel Duran as the ball, as a ball player. It just, sure. you know, it, it's, it's tough to play a full 162. And then this is the closest he's ever really played. And this first time he's ever been on a roster for a full season. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that uh, anything's changed about what the talents and the prospects of what Ezekiel Duran is. Um, it just means that, you know, baseball's hard. Like we talk about it all the time, you know, like yeah. it's hard to continue to just be, I mean, it's hard to hit 300 in the big leagues. It's yeah. hard. There's a lot of things that are hard to do in the big leagues and, and late August or in September that, you know, it gets hard down the stretch. And, and not only that, they're, they're asking him to play in a pennant chase every day. And so, uh, you know, I understand where Zeke's at, and I also understand where Bochy's at with him, because yeah. man, look, I've been I've been as critical on those strikeouts, and and not so much the strikeouts, but the the chase. Mm-hmm. It's not so much yeah. that he's striking out; it's that he's striking out on pitches that he has no business swinging at. Yeah, um, and then finally, last kind of tidbit for the Oakland series. Uh, we don't have a pitcher for Saturday, but we do have Luis Medina going on Sunday. Another pitcher that's been pretty good yeah, over Luis his last Medina. seven starts. Um, you know, I mean, whip is down. Uh, he's got 370 ERA. So he's another guy that's, you know, his another. overall stats don't tell you the whole story. Yeah, well, they don't – yeah, they don't tell you about the, the stretch that he's on right now. He's been a lot better. Uh, also, John Gray going for the Rangers on Saturday yes. uh, before we get on to Sunday here real quick. Um, but, yeah, Medina, the, the, the numbers don't tell it all. He got he got lit like a Christmas tree quite a bit early in the season, but he's a young fella, and that's a, that's to be expected. It's not how – a lot of times it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And for Louis mm-hmm. Medina right now, uh, he, he's starting to put it together a nice little stretch that's going to, you know, make you think that uh, he should be in that rotation again next year. Love it. Love it. And, and so, yeah, the Rangers, Rangers got countering. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The Rangers counter with Andrew Heaney and, you know, for, for four and a third innings the other day against Houston, he looked really good. And then just kind of the wheels fell off and, 
you know, you'd really like to see Andrew get get him one here coming up, especially against the A's, a team that he can handle pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, you, you'd like to see the Rangers get some wins out of this thing this weekend. Yeah, Rangers, uh, Andrew Heaney does match up pretty good against Oakland. Uh, so that that's, that's a, a really favorable matchup for him. So I think that's all we've got for the Oakland series. Uh, real quick, I just want to tell you guys about our exclusive – content is called down on the farm with the boys it's our minor league show where we talk all things minor league and right now uh our big our big drop was our top 40 prospect list so that's down there it's already it's already uploaded all you got to do is subscribe the dollar 99 a month you can get everything you need rangers organization wide right here with the boys um go to our spotify page or our website texasrangerswiththeboys.com one word one word and subscribe for a dollar ninety nine. Like I said, all things minor league, and uh, again, just binge binge the. If you haven't been keeping up, go in there, go ahead, subscribe, binge the whole thing, and now you got the full year. You got a full year update for the Rangers minor league system. You're caught up, and you know what you need to know going into these playoffs, whether it's major league playoffs or minor league playoffs. So I think that's about all we've got for the show today. I feel like maybe you have one more thing you want to add before we jump out of here. Hey, before we get out of here, you just were talking about the farm. I wanted to give a quick farm update. Uh, last night, Justin Foscue had a really nice day, a four for five with five RBIs down there in Round Rock to help uh, Round Rock. Uh, El Paso Chihuahuas last night. Um, they they had a, they had troubles hanging on there, but uh, Yeri finally did get himself a, a save. But uh, Justin Foskey, four for five, a couple of doubles, a couple of home runs. So um, big night for Justin Foskey, and uh, you know he he's making that case for next year. You know because uh, uh, he he's wanting to be ready for that thing, and uh, it's good to see him starting to put together some power on top of his good numbers. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, walks more than he strikes out. Mm, mm. Well, thanks for that ad. I think it's going to, it's, it's a name to keep on our, on our radar amongst other names. And, and believe me, when, when we get knee deep into the off season, there'll be plenty of, uh, of uh, granular news and, and updates and, and analysis on this minor league uh, system, because there's a ton of these guys that I think are going to get a chance to play at the big league level next year. So um, if that's all you got, then I'm, I'm good to go. We're going to go ahead and get out of here for the weekend and uh, let's hope the Rangers. I'm, I, I have to predict three and zero cause we got to, we got to sweep this series. It's, 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 we got to reverse at least on the win loss column, what happened at Houston. So I'm going three Oh Rangers take the, take the weekend series and, and come out of there uh, with a little bit of momentum going into that uh their the next series after that which is going to be uh let's see toronto toronto which is that's going to have major uh four game set with toronto is going to major, major playoff, playoff implications yep, yeah major playoffs so uh you got anything else no that'll do it for me today awesome well thanks everybody for tuning in texas rangers with the boys don't forget to check out us. Check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Where you can find our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, just $1.99 a month. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, iTunes, 
anything that anywhere that you find a podcast, we are on there. So for the 300 pound manimal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys wishing you a good weekend and we are signing out.